All right, I will say good evening, good evening. First of all, Yeshkot Rabbi Richter for, uh, for giving Shir last week, Baruch Hashem. Incredible Dapim in, uh, in Brachas. I will say, so I, I had an epiphany. So it's uh, an, an, an epiphanasonic moment like that. Uh, I think I made that up. Yeah, it is a word. It is a word. You're an accountant, first of all. You're an, uh, 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 <laughs> As I say, you know, I realize that we're not going to rush. We're not going to rush. We're just, you know what, we're going we're gonna to spend 20 minutes in Merit Hashem. We're not going to get through a whole daf. It's okay, so if we move a little bit slower this week, next week, the Gemara is too good to really go ahead and uh, to really go ahead and rush through it. Again, we're not going to go super slow, but Emir Hashem just take the opportunity to really let these Gemaras permeate. So we'll say so. Tonight's daf is Ches. So we are picking up Emir Hashem on Zayin Amud Beis, three lines up from the bottom. Amalei Rabbi Yitzchok, Rabbi Nachman. So it's a great story. Rabbi Yitzchok said to Rabbi Nachman, said, my time alo asim ala beikinishta. So we'll say, this is great. So Rabbi Yitzchok says to Rabbi Nachman, why didn't she come to shul? See, Rabbi Yitzchok said, this is why in life you have to have good friends. Right? It's kedai. You know, really, a person always has to have someone who says, why didn't, why, where were you this morning? Right? Why, why weren't you at Shachras? Where, where, where are you by Mincha Marif? What happened to you by Shir? Because Rabbi Yitzchok at the end of the day, if you don't have someone in life who's holding you accountable, Generally, most of us don't rise to the occasion. It's just, it's just the way that it is, right? If no one's looking and no one's asking, then the truth is I'll just more often than not end up taking the path of least resistance. So it's such a beautiful Gemara. Why didn't you come to Shul, to Davin? So I couldn't make it. <laughs> Great. I was I wasn't able to make it. Well, I hope even though you didn't come to shul, were you at least able to gather together a minion? Right? Get ten people together to Davin. Milson. No, that's really complicated. Right? It's it's a lot of effort to go ahead and get ten people together. So again, okay. So if you're not gonna come to shul and you're not gonna get to a minion together, at least when you're gonna daven at home home, daven at the same time that they're davening in shul. Let the shliach tzibur tell you, you know, at what point they're getting up to Shemona Esrei, so that you could go ahead and daven together with the tzibur. So, after this whole discussion, Rav Nachman says to Rav Yitzchak, I don't understand, what, what is this big deal of davening in shul? In other words, so clearly what's happening over here is Rav Yitzchak saying to Rav Nachman, you really need to daven in shul. There's, there, there's a thing, again, I would say, I would say a person could discharge their obligation of tefillah, even if I'm by myself. That's absolutely true. But there is a beautiful element, an important element of davening together. By the way, it's not just with a minion. Because if, if you watch the progression, right? Remember again, what's the, what's the conversation? Part one is Rebisa says to Rav Nachman. Number one, why weren't you in shul? Right? So again, so to, to which again, to which, to which, um, to which Rav Nachman responded, um, I wasn't able to make it. Okay, then part two. Okay, you can't make it to shul? Did you at least get a minion together? So we'll say, what do you see from here? You see that davening with 10, we actually, we learned this in Smichas Chaber, davening with 10 people with a minion is very nice, but it's not the same as davening in shul. Right? There's, there's a power, there's a power to davening in shul. So after this entire exchange, Rav Nachman says to Rav Yitzchak, he says, at the end of the day, my kulehai, I don't understand. So what, what, you're obviously, you're, you're hung up on this davening in shul. What's the power of davening in shul? It's beautiful. Because because What's the meaning of the Pasuk? So I was listen to this. But for me, but for me, my tefillah to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should come at an appropriate time. A Masai Es Ratzon. 
They will say, when is it an Ace Ratzon? When is it considered to be an opportune time to dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu? B'Sha'an At a time that the Tzibor is davening. And they both say, this is incredible. What is the definition of Tzibor? What is the definition of Tzibor? Tzibor is not a minion. Tzibor, or I should say, Tzibor is a minion, but it's a minion where? In Shul. In Shul. It's an incredible idea. In other words, the ideal of Tfilah B'Tzibor is davening with a minion inside of a shul. Okay, you can't get a minion in shul for whatever. Okay, the next best thing is a minion anywhere else. Under that, the next best thing is if you're going to be davening by yourself, maybe daven the same time that the tzibor is that. I always say, but there's a power. It's even the Gemara. Tefillah b'tzibor is davening with the minion inside of shul. It's incredible. He says from here, so again, Gemara just quoting different psukim to highlight the power of dafka davening inside of Shul. Bryce that supports this as well. Rabbi Nassim says, From where do we know that the Ribbono Shal Olam never turns away? from the collective tefillos, right? That, that when it comes to the tefillos of the Rabbim, literally it means that a Baruch is never disgusted by the tefillos of the Rabbim, which means that a Baruch never rejects the tefillah of the Rabbim. Shnei Amar, Hein el kabir v'lo yim asuk. Siv, pedei b'shalom, nafshim mikarav li v'gomer. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sibon Shalom says, Sibon said, really an, an incredible and overwhelming Gemara. We're saying that sometimes we take, we take for granted the power we have to be able to dive in the Shalom. remember, you remember when you remember when the pandemic right first came and right we shut down the shuls right 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 after Purim. You remember that feeling? You remember that feeling like like what you would have given to be able to daven in shul, right? What you would have given to be able to daven in shul, but you know, kind of like the world goes back to normal. Not that the world is normal, but you know, we we rebound, we rebound, and then. Once again, we take for granted the ability to come to a shul, which is a mikdash ma'at, the house of the Rebbeinu Shalma. I guess this is a topic that's close to my heart, being that I, I have the great chutz to spend the majority of my life in the house of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which is a, a tremendous personal chutz. I would say, but the power, the power that we have to come here to daven, the power that we have to come here to learn. Sometimes we don't even fully appreciate what what it is and what it means. So the Gemara goes right. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, Kol Osik B'Torah Gemilas Chasadim. Of any person who learns Torah, does Chasad, or Mispalal Im Hatzibor, and he davens with the Tzibor. Again, I both say understand that here the Gemara is understanding Tefila B'Tzibor is not just simply davening with a minion, but Tefila B'Tzibor means davening with a minion in Shul. So listen to this recipe for success. If you learn Torah and you do Chasad and you daven with a minion in Shul. Maali alav kiilu maali ani alav kiilu pada ani li velebanai mi bein umo saula haolam. We'll say, you hear this? If a person learns Torah, does chesed, and davens in shul with the mina, Kadesh Baruch, who says, I count that as if such a person redeemed me and all of my children and all of my children from amongst the nations of the world. Debra, let's say, I was thinking about this just before I was looking at this Kimara. What a, what a poignant Gemara for us to learn during these days, right? I will say that a moment goes by that we don't think about our brothers and sisters in Gaza, right? And over 240 precious neshamas, who knows, who knows what's happening to them? Who knows what conditions they're being held under? Who knows what they're experiencing? 
And often we feel helpless. Often we feel helpless. I must say, but look at a Gemara like this. Cheshbaruch says, you don't have to feel helpless. If a person learns Torah, and a person does chesed, and a person davens with the minion in shul, it's as if he has redeemed HaKadosh Baruch Hu and all of Klal Yisrael from amongst the nations, bless you, from amongst the nations of the world. Isn't that a powerful Gemara? We want to do something for the captives, we want to do something for the Shvuyim. So again, engage in a redemptive process. And what's a redemptive process? Torah, Gemilos Chasadim, davening with a minion in shul. Those are three concrete things that we have the ability to do for our brothers and sisters. Incredible. So I'm Rabbi Amar Rish Lakish. I will say first wide line. This is incredible. I will say whoever has a shul in his city and doesn't walk in there to daven is called a bad neighbor. (laughs) A bad neighbor. Now again, I'm not going to comment on this, but it could be that things like basement minyanim or other side minyanim, again, uh, whatever, I, I don't judge. But if I were to judge, I, I would say, I, again, I would say, so what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Why, why daven in someone's basement? Why, why, why do that? Why, why daven in somewhere that's not a ba- Okay, if somebody converts their basement into a basement, that's okay. That's one thing. But why? Why? A person has a shul in their community. Okay, of course, everybody has the shul they won't go to. That's fine. But, right, but, but, but even the shul, you, so you don't have to go to the shul you won't go to, but go to the shul you will go to. How could a person give up going to a shul? How could a person give up going to a Beisak Nessus, to a house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because something else is a little bit more convenient? I, I don't know. It's something I never, I never, I never could wrap my head around. Maybe it's because I grew up in a small community where everybody was needed in shul, Right? Or because my life is short, so maybe it is, but like for the life of me, I, I don't get it. I don't get it from my Rav and Matzah Shabbos, as if my Rav and Matzah Shabbos is like the stepchild of davening, right? It doesn't make a difference. You could daven on your deck, you could daven on your front lawn, your back lawn, someone says, well, who said my Rav and Matzah Shabbos? My Rav and Matzah Shabbos is probably the holiest feel of the whole week. How you daven my Rav Matzah Shabbos sets the tone for all of your tefillahs for the rest of the week. It's the first weekday tefillah. So if it's chaplap, in someone's dining room because that's closer. Uh, why? 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 There, there, there is a base hamikdash right in our midst. Where, wherever you are, right? But we live in a big community. Wherever you are, there's a base hamikdash in your midst. How can you give up the opportunity to go to the house of Hakadosh Baruch Hu for something that's a couple of steps closer, a little bit more convenient? Incredible. It's pretty scary. A person has a shul in his community and he doesn't go into it. It causes exile for himself and for his children. By the way, I want to tell you what this, what does it mean? A person, I don't understand. A person doesn't go into, I say, look, I'm a good Jew. I daven all the time. I just don't go to shul. I go to the block minion. I go to this minion. I go to that minion. I go to that why, that causes gullus for my kids. I will say, it's something very important, and especially when you have young children. One of the most important things a person could do for their family is to plant roots in the kahila, to be part of something bigger than yourself. If you're davening here, you're davening there, there's this minion, there's that minion, there's this basement, there's this block, there's this, that, you're spiritually nomadic. You're a spiritual nomad. If you don't put down roots somewhere... You treat, you create, you teach that same nomad kite. 
to your children as well. That's what it means, gorem galos. It's not a punishment. It's not a punishment. It's a cause and effect. If you're not rooted somewhere, and that part of the kid, and that part of something bigger than yourself, then your kids aren't going to see the value in that as well. And they'll be ping-ponging around all over the place also, which of course, could they be good Jews like that? Absolutely. But Lamai said, they're losing out on such a profound piece of Rochnius. You know, there are old people in Bavel. So, here's the problem. So, they said to Rabbi Yochanan, there are old people in Bavel. Now, what's the problem saying there are old people in Bavel? If you haven't tried the grapefruit, I, I, I highly recommend it. Excellent, excellent. So I says, listen to this. They said to Rabbi Yochanan, they said to Rabbi Yochanan that there are old people in Bavel. But Rabbi Yochanan said, how could there be old people in Bavel? After the Pasuk says, The Pasuk ascribes longevity to living in Eretz Yisrael. So, right, it sounds like, when, how do you get old? Why so, right, so is be getting old? Living in Eretz Yisrael. So these people don't live in Eretz Yisrael. So how could they be older? Well, it was incredible. So the Gemara says, So, Listen to this, it was like, when they told Rabbi Yochanan, oh no, no, these old men in Babel, you know what they do? They get to shul early, and they're also in, so they're in shul in the morning, and they're in shul in the evening. Oh, Rabbi Yochanan says, now I understand it. Now I understand it. That's, there's a chus for longevity. Kedar Rabbi Shoban Levi, Lebnei, as Rabbi Shoban Levi said to his sons, Kadimu v'chashichu v'ayl lebe k'nishta. Make sure to go early to shul in the morning and be there in the evening as well. Ki hechi ditarachu chayi. And ultimately, again, in order that you elongate your life. So I will say a very beautiful idea that somehow, again, and it's all the same concept, rooting yourself in community, rooting yourself in the Beis HaKnesas, rooting yourself in the house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, has so many positive byproducts, the Gemara says, including longevity. And I will say, you know, by the way, whenever we speak about longevity, longevity in the eyes of Chazal is not always measured in lifespan, right? But rather, again, longevity could also be measured or could be, is quality, is quality. How does a person have quality of life? How does it, because that's, that's really, because we all love to live for a long time, I will say, but remember, if somebody gave you a choice between a very long life that lacked quality of life, although that's such a dangerous term today, right, versus a short life that was filled with quality, I think all of us would choose the short life filled with quality, right? No one wants to just exist for the sake of existing. So the Gemara says, how do you ensure that your, that your life is filled with quality? And the answer is, embed yourself in the shul, right? Embed yourself in the mikdash ma'at. Embed yourself in the house of the Ribbon Shalom. <coughs> that's how you ensure longevity, quality of life. Incredible. So what's the meaning of the Pasuk? That literally, again, praiseworthy is the person who listens to me and ultimately, again, embeds himself by my doors day after day. And after it says, because see who finds me will find life. So you see over here that embedding yourself in shul, embedding yourself in the basic Ultimately, gives one longevity. Amr of Chista. 
Well, see, interesting Gemara. A person should make sure to enter in two doorways in the shul. So Gemara says, You have to walk in through two doors to the shul. So what is interesting? The Gemara says, No, no, what it means is like this. Don't daven by the door. <laughs> interesting, right? Don't daven by the exit. Don't daven by the exit. When you walk into shul, in other words, you should be literally like two doors lengths toward doors widths inside the inside doors. Don't daven by the door. Move yourself a little bit. And both say, what's the logic behind that? It makes sense. Because let's be honest. Why do people daven by doors? Why do people daven by doors? Right? Quick getaway. Right? That's the idea. Quick getaway. Right? I need to get out of here. Right? Whether it's in the Torah, whether it's by Uval or whatever it is, I got it. So the idea is, okay, sometimes a person does need a quick getaway. Okay. But even so, I'll say, how you position yourself in shul ultimately, again, does a lot for your tefillah experience as well. So if I'm davening by the door, the whole time my mind is on the door. So even if you have to leave early, it happens. People have to leave early. But Lamai said, at least embed yourself inside of the Beis HaKnes. It's so incredible. Babo says to another line, Azosis Palakochosid, the Ace Mitzvah. So Babo says, it's actually an interesting passage. This sugi is going to go on for a while. So literally translated, for this, the Chosid will daven le'es mitzvah. Now I will say, the, what, what the Pasuk is trying to convey is the following. That there is zos, there is this thing that a person davens, that it should be available to them when they need it. Azos yispalo chosid, for this the Chosid davens le'es mitzvah. That when he needs it, it should be available to him. It's beautiful. What's the problem? What is it talking about? What, what's, what's, the, what's the zos? What's the it? What's the thing that I want to always be available to me when I need it? I'm Rabbi Mitzo, Zuisha. This refers to a good wife. A good wife, Shinemar, Matza Isha, Matza Tov. All because the Pasik says, a man finds a wife, he has found good. So ultimately, again, the Pasik means, so Azos is Palo What does a Chasid daven for that he should have when he needs it most? A good wife. Because a good wife, I will say again, is pivotal. A good wife is so necessary at a time when, when potentially, again, I, I'm, I'm on the crossroads for making a good decision, a bad decision. Having a good wife to be able to tell me what to do and how to do it and what not to do is, is, is a treasure. Is a treasure. And I will say, this is incredible. In Eretz Yisrael, Kinasiv Inish. So when a man would get married, they would ask him, Matzah or Motzah? The boss is incredible. So when Eretz Yisrael and the man would get married, they'd ask, they'd ask him the father, they'd ask him a simple question. Now he's already married. They say, tell him, tell me, chasen, matzah or motzah? The boss, what does it mean, matzah or motzah? Watch this. Matzah dechsev, matzah isha, matzah tov, v'yafik ritzomi Hashem. So is your marriage matzah, that you found the wife, you found good? Or is your marriage motzah, dechsev, o motzah ani mar mimabes es ha'isha? Right? So, or, is it, as Shalom Alech writes in Kohalas, I found something more bitter than death, and it is a woman. Now, I'll say, now, now, okay, a little bit of explanation, right? So, I'll say, what it means is, Shlom, what is Shalom Alech saying? I will say, when, on one hand, Matzah Isha, Matzah Tov, you have a good marriage, you have a good marriage, you have everything in life. You really do, right? You have a good, if you have a good marriage, it doesn't mean you have everything you want, but if you have a good marriage, it means that you have a tremendous bracha that'll help you navigate all the difficult things. Conversely, we know a person doesn't have shalom bias. If you don't have shalom bias, you could have all the money in the world, right? You could have all of the material success you want. It's meaningless. It's meaningless. When I, if, I have to, if I come home and there's no shalom in that home, 
nothing else matters. So in Eretz Yisrael, they would say, I, I don't know, I don't know if this is like a Shana Brachas I don't know what they would do with it, right? So tell us, Chassan, is it Matzah or Motzah, right? right? Is it Matzah Isha, Matzah Tov? Is, is it good? Or is it Motzah Ani, Mar Mimaves, Esa Isha? Again, don't use this, right? This is, this is not, but, but, I'll say, but, but it is interesting. It is interesting to highlight how, again, the quality of one's marriage and the quality of one's shalom bayis is really a fundamental determinant for their general life happiness, right? Shalom bayis is in a good place. Baruch Hashem, general life happiness is in a good place as well. Shalom bayis is struggling, then unfortunately, again, almost everything else is struggling. We'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up Amir Hashem. We'll finish up the rest of this. So again, so we're leaving off in the middle of the Ace Mitzol Gemara. So Amir Hashem will see more explanations of Chazal. I hope you don't mind. I don't. We could run through it and gobble it up in twenty-five minutes, but but we lose out on all of the beauty. So again, just for this week, I think for these, yeah, already actually the truth is, yeah, for this week we'll just maybe move a, little, a, a tad slower. So Amir Hashem, we won't accomplish. Well, I think we'll end up doing like a half an hour a night. Amir Hashem, we'll probably get through one blot instead of two blot this week, but hopefully we'll emerge with a greater appreciation. The Gemara, the next week in Meretz Hashem, get back to our regular schedule. Shkoyach.